verse 6. Every in Christ, Christ, the Bible says he's the way, the truth, and the life. So he's the only truth in the world. He's the only truth. So when you get to know your level of deception, it simply means you get to know how far away you are from Christ. That is why many people believe that when they get married, they'll be happy. It's not true. Many people believe that well, maybe when they get a new job, they'll be happy. It's not true. Many people believe that maybe when they get one thing or the other, they'll be happy. That's not the truth. You understand? That is why they get it and still they are not happy. And they want more and more and more. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and read. Hosea, Hosea chapter 6 verse 1. Come, let us return to the Lord. He has torn us to pieces, but he will heal us. He has injured us, but he will bind up our wounds. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will restore us, that we may live in his presence. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will restore us, that we may live in his presence. Let us acknowledge the Lord. Let us press on to acknowledge him. As surely as the sun rises, he will appear. He will come to us like the winter rains, like the spring rains that water the earth. What can I do with you, Ephraim? What can I do with you, Judah? Your love is like the morning mist, like the early dew that disappears. Therefore, I cut you in pieces with my prophets. I killed you with the words of my mouth. Then my judgment go forth like the sun. For I desire mercy, not sacrifice, and acknowledgement of God rather than burnt offerings. As an Adam, they have broken the covenant. They were unfaithful to me then. Gilead is a city of evildoers, stained with footprints of blood. As murderers lie in ambush for a victim, so do bands of priests. They murder on the road to Shechem carrying out their wicked schemes. I have seen a horrible thing in Israel. Their Israel is given to prostitution. Israel is defiled. Also for you, Judah, a harvest is appointed. Whenever I would restore the fortunes of my people. Hallelujah. Now, verse 7, chapter 7, verse 1. Whenever I would heal Israel, the sins of Ephraim are exposed and the crimes of Samaria revealed. They practice deceit 
Thief break in houses. Bandits run up in the streets. King James says, When I would have healed Israel, then the iniquity of Ephraim was discovered, and the wickedness of Samaria, for they commit falsehood. For they commit falsehood. May any iniquity that stands in the way of your life be raised, in the way of your healing be raised by the blood of the Lamb. So he says, when I would have healed Israel, then the iniquities of Israel will remember. So that's the reason that there are people who may still be sick right now, have some kind of chronic disease right now, as a result of some iniquity. That lays, you know. Yeah. Verse 2. And they consider not in their hearts that I remember all their wickedness, nor their own doings have beset them about. They are, they are before my face. They make their king glad with their wickedness and princes with their lives. They are all adulterous as an overheated, as an oven heated by a baker who ceases from raising after he that needed the dough until it be leavened. Verse 4. Verse 5. On the day of the festival of our king, the princess become inflamed with wine, and he joins hands with the mockers. Their hearts are like an oven. They approach him with intrigue. They are passing, smothered all night. In the morning, it blazes like a flaming fire. All of them are hot as an oven. They devour their rulers, all their kings fall, and none of them calls on me. Ephraim mixes with nations. Ephraim is a float loaf, not turned over. Foreigners sell his strength, but he does not realize it. His head is sprinkled with grace, but he does not notice. It means not every form of, not any kind of gray hair it represents wisdom. There are some kind of gray hair that represents abuse of good in your life that the Lord has given you. There are some gray hair that represents frustration, confusion. Israel's arrogance testifies against him, but despite all that he, he does, all this, despite all this, he does not return to the Lord with God or search for him. So there are some people who if you see gray hair in your head and you know it's not, you know, the blessing of the wisdom of God, you may want to begin to seek the Lord. Verse 11, if friend is like a dove, easily deceived and senseless, now calling to eat it, 
Now tell me to Assyria. When they go, I will throw my net over them. I will pull them down like the birds in the sky. When I hear them flocking together, I will catch them. Woe to them, because they have strayed from me. Destruction to them, because they have rebelled against me. I long to redeem them, but they speak about me falsely. They do not cry out to me from their hearts, but they wail on their bed. So you see, not any form of prayer, not everyone that you hear praying, shabalabalaba, is really praying from their heart. You understand? Yes. Not everyone that you hear praying and crying and screaming is praying from their hearts. Not everyone that you hear screaming, crying, and praying is touching the heart of the Father. Are you with me? So, so for everyone, everyone, everybody, prayer leaders, intercessors, partners, transformation prayer center members, everyone, you, we must examine our heart and make sure that when you speak into the Lord, it comes from your heart. And if it's coming from your heart, then it means that in your heart there is no form of bitterness, arrogance, envy, jealousy, anger, none of that. Yeah. Hallelujah. Else your prayers, there are some whose prayers are an abomination. You are praying, but it is an abomination. May that not be your portion. Wherever you are, would you pray this prayer? Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for your revelation. Please wash my heart. Wash me clean with the blood of Jesus. To help me forgive anyone that I have not forgiven. Cleanse me, Lord. Wash me clean. To anything in my heart that is preventing me. That is preventing me from being in right standing with you. Say, Father, please forgive me. Get it out of me. Wash me clean. I repent of my sins. In Jesus' name. Yeah. So he says, they do not cry out to me from their hearts, but rather they wail on their beds. They slash themselves, appealing to their gods for grain and new wine. But they turn away from me. I turn them and strengthen their arms, but they plot evil against me. They do not turn to the most high. They are like a faulty bow. Their leaders will fall by the sword because of their insolent words. For this, they will be ridiculed in the land of Egypt. First John, chapter 2, from where we left off yesterday, verse 18. So once again, we see that in First John, 
chapter 1, I mean chapter 2, verse 1, he says, dear children. Verse 7, he says, dear friends. Verse 12, he says, I'm writing to you, dear children. So anytime he refers to children, the word he uses for children are often different from the words he uses for friends. The inheritance of friends is often different from the inheritance of children. The things that friends have access to, to the things children have access to, friends may not have access to. Verse 18, dear children, this is the last hour. And as you have heard, that the Antichrist is coming. Even now, many Antichrists have come. This is how we know it is the last hour. And by the grace of God, we all know that this is the last hour. Some people went to sleep and a 45-second earthquake killed, took their life. For them, that was their last hour. An earthquake that took place in Turkey and Syria took over 21,000 people out. So for them, that was their last hour. Have you ever considered when your last hour would be? At least you are ready for your last hour. Verse 19. They went out from sin, from us, excuse me. They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their going showed that none of them belong to us. But you have an anointing from Holy, the Holy One. And all of you know the truth. Let's read the King James Version of this. They went out from us. But they were not of us. For if they had been of us, if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. But ye have an own sense from the Holy One. And ye know all things. I've not written unto you because you because ye know not the truth, but because ye know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Yes. Number 21 says, I, I do not write to you because you do not know the, the truth, but because you do know it and because no lie comes from the truth. Who is the liar? It is whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a person is the Antichrist, denying the Father and the Son. Now, 
In our days, there are many who deny the Lord Jesus with their actions. There are many who deny the Lord Jesus the way they act. It also means that when we hold things against one another, we are denying the fact that we have Christ in us and therefore denying Christ. Verse 23. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father also. As for you, see that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. If it does, you also will remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is what he has promised us, eternal life. I'm writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. And in this day and age, you find many of that on social media. You find many of that everywhere, on the TV. As for you, the learning you receive from him remains in you. You do not need anyone to teach you. But as his learning teaches you, about all things. And as the anointing is real, not counterfeit. Just as it has taught you, remain in him. And now, dear children, continue in him so that when he appears, we may be confident and unashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone does, everyone who does what is right has been born of him. So we know, we see Christ as righteous, we call him righteous. Right? So if he is righteous, then everyone who does things right is of him. So how do you know if someone really is not of Christ and if someone is not in him? We know if someone is not of Christ or someone is not in him by their actions. Jesus said that by their fruits ye shall know them. See, by their fruit ye shall know them. So it is important often that we watch the fruits of people. What are the fruits that people are bearing? Is it a fruit of love and righteousness? Or it is a fruit of hate, evil things, anger, bitterness? What fruits are people bearing? It is my prayer in Jesus' name that everyone under the sound of my voice would desire to bear good fruit in the name of Jesus. It's my prayer that everyone that is out of my voice who desire to bear good fruits in Jesus' name. May your family bear good fruits. May your house bear good fruits. May you be, may your desire be to bear good fruits. 
good fruit in the end. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, it is my prayer this hour that you will bear good fruit. May your house bear good fruit. May transformation prayer center bear good fruit. In Jesus' precious name. Father, we thank you. Father, we honor you. Father, we give you alone all the glory. We give you alone all of the praise. We celebrate your name for who you are, what you have done. Thank you for the opportunity to study your word. Thank you for the opportunity to grow in your word. Let it come to pass in our life, O Lord, that your word will be made flesh in us. In Jesus' precious name, we thank you. We give you the glory. We honor you, Lord, in the name that is above every other name, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. If your amen was 